morning, family. Have you ever lost a friendship? I'm referring here to losing a relationship, not a death. But have you ever found yourself at odds with someone? How did you resolve that conflict? Did you resolve it? Or did you sweep it under the rug? Did you allow conflict to damage or destroy your relationship? Well, did you know that along with all the other wisdom Jesus gave us, he also gave us relationship advice? It's true. And today we begin to work our way through a section of Matthew's Gospel that talks about relationships. Let's look at Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Hear the word of the Lord. If a brother sins against you, Go to him privately and confront him with his fault. If he listens and confesses it, you have won back a brother. But if not, then take one or two others with you and go back to him again, proving everything you say by these witnesses. If he still refuses to listen, then take your case to the church. And if the church's verdict favors you, but he won't accept it, then the church should excommunicate him. And I tell you this, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you free on earth will be freed in heaven. I also tell you this, if two of you agree down here on earth concerning anything you ask for, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together, because they are mine, I will be right there among them. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. If a brother sins against you, go to him privately and confront him with his faults. And if he listens and confesses it, you have won back a brother. Hmm. That good news we just read included, among other things, an invitation. Did you catch it? You can be part of something right now. You can be a member of the body of Christ. But the tricky part of the invitation is that the body of Christ, the church, includes an awful lot of people who can be every bit as difficult as we are, right? In today's gospel, we get some very practical advice on what to do when someone in the church sins against us. The first thing we learn is that we should directly approach the offending person, and if at all possible, we should approach them privately. Without other people around, the other person has room to reconsider their action without losing face. And you have room to reconsider if your behavior contributed negatively to the situation. That's crucial, isn't it? Because at each stage of this process, the goal is reconciliation. And a quiet, private conversation is a valuable step toward accomplishing true reconciliation. Here's the point, I think. If we seek to follow Jesus in the midst of conflict, then conflict does not need to be a distraction to the mission of God's church. It can be a training ground for mission. In fact, conflict can even be the mission. Well, let's unpack that a little bit. As followers of Jesus, we believe that Jesus is reconciling the whole world to God, right? That means he's reconciling each and every one of us in the world, to God and to one another. 
So when followers of Jesus practice reconciliation, it's a visible sign to the whole world of what we believe Jesus is doing in the world. Reconciliation is an outward and visible sign of a grace that is happening in a broader and more mysterious way in the world. I guess what I'm proposing is that church conflict, or more accurately, the reconciliation of relationships, can actually be sacramental. Well, what does that word sacramental mean? A sacrament is a practice through which God shows and gives his grace to us. Therefore, I'm suggesting that reconciliation is an avenue of God's grace. Now, I can understand if you're saying to yourself, I sure could do with a lot less sacrament than I know what you mean. And if you take a peek ahead to next Sunday's gospel, you'll discover that Peter knows what you mean, too. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, Christian community, all community, really, is, as St. Benedict once said, a school for souls. When we live in community, especially Christian community, we learn not just how to live, but also how to experience abundant life. Jesus knew that we understand best and deepest how God loves and forgives when we, in our feeble ways, extend that same love and forgiveness to others. So when you meet someone who's really difficult, someone who really pushes your buttons and who tests your ability to stay present with them, stay in touch and stay focused on God's love. Rejoice and be glad that you get to love them because in the process of loving them, you will get a sense of how God loves you. And people who watch to see if you mean what you say about loving Jesus will learn whether or not you mean what you say. Trust me on this one, as long as you need everybody to be happy and agreeable, you'll always be anxious. But once you find and hold on to the joy and peace that the Holy Spirit brings when we work for reconciliation in tense situations, then you'll know peace and freedom that can only come from God. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, Don't just pretend that you love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of the good. Love each other with brotherly affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and prayerful always. When God's children are in need, you be the one to help them out. And get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner or, if they need lodging, for the night. If someone mistreats you because you are a Christian, don't curse him. Pray that God will bless him. When others are happy, be happy with them. If they are sad, share their sorrow. Work happily together. Don't try to act big. Don't try to get into the good graces of important people but enjoy the company of ordinary folks. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honest, clear through. Don't quarrel with anyone. Be at peace with everyone just as much as possible. Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. Don't take the law into your own hands. 
Instead, feed your enemy if he is hungry. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, and you will be heaping coals of fire on his head. In other words, he will feel ashamed of himself for what he has done to you. Don't let evil get the upper hand, but conquer evil by doing good. That's some really good advice, isn't it? So here's my proposal to you. Let's commit ourselves to reconciling. Let's give ourselves to the task of loving. Let's become known as peacemakers. Because when we do, we'll be following Jesus' command. And we'll be following in the footsteps of Jesus himself. But what's more, we will know and experience the depth of the love and grace of God for ourselves. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle Father, we bring to you the difficult situations that at times trouble us and challenge our faith in our search for answers. Draw us close to you and to your word. Speak to us. Help us to hear your voice. Give to us your truth and the reassurance that you are with us and at work in and through us. Give us hearts of compassion. Help us to care for and about the last, the least, the lost, the lonely, and the left out. And now using words, debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me today. I hope these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these devotional thoughts. By the way, if you have a need or prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week, your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them, no matter what, right? Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.